What's up, guys? Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to Somewhat Damaged. My name is John B. Joined with my co-host, the quarterback, Mr. Greg Alperin. What's up, buddy? Oh, God, this is going to be a good one. It's going to be a great one. We're actually missing third mic tonight. We are missing third mic guy. Chase uh, has some other things that he had to do, yeah. um, but he will be back uh, on the next podcast. He will. But uh, yeah, this is a, a perfect opportunity to kind of tell everybody, hey guys, we got a great show coming up uh, tomorrow, which is Tuesday, uh, over at The Stand. It is February 22nd, 2-2-22. What a fucking great lineup you got fucking got there. Everybody but the big guy sitting at the table, Bo McDowell. But yeah, it's a good lineup with Giannis and... Um Paul Verzi and Matthew Broussard and some other cats. Yeah, it's going to be a really good time. We're really excited to, to kind of explore uh, other comedy clubs uh, with our fine folks at All Things Comedy. Um, I'm, I, am I fucking even allowed to be there? I have no fucking idea. To you have to wear a disguise, and I think you're starting it off pretty good with a cane and a boot. All right, listen. All right, so if you guys, uh, if you guys have, have been following uh, my Instagram, um, had a little fracture on my foot. I uh, what else I do here? I fucking abrased. <laughs> I abrased a tendon, which sounds like a delicious meal that it's you would not get a of, short rib. Yeah. It's not a short rib. Uh, but I've been walking around with a hobble and a boot. But I am just fucking honky dory, uh, ladies and gentlemen. So thank you for all the well wishes and all the people saying get well soon and fuck you, John. So thank you <laughs> more, so much. More fuck you, Johns than there get weren't well a soon. lot of fuck you, Johns on there. They were just like, oh, I fucking knew it. You got the what was it? <laughs> Payback's said, a bitch. Somebody goes, you got the sugar. You're going to lose your foot. And I'm like, motherfuckers. I was like, God damn, I ain't Patrice. There's diabetes. Look, I don't, first of all, I don't support it. Oh, come on. Stop that. Who said that back there? Jesus. Anyway, that was a, that was a, 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 a shitty shitty way for me to start off introducing Bo. I was it really joking. was. Like, like, I mean, we've got a little bit of flow yeah. here, man. I mean, let's be professional broadcasters, as Sam Roberts would say. Come on. Put the tie, you know, loose, no, don't loosen the shirt up. I want the tie all the way up like a good Catholic boy. <laughs> Dude, I'm going to take my fucking pants off. I mean, I mean, yeah. for this, yeah, for this guest Hello. right here, we would definitely be like, hey guys, we have an engineer that's going to fucking put all that stuff in the back end, right? Uh, ooh. Guys, we have an amazing Red. podcast with you uh, for you today. Uh, a very funny comedian uh, who I discovered actually with Greg, and because it was part of your crew, uh, ladies and gentlemen, the very funny Bo McDowell is oh, on the podcast God. today. Oh, honky, please! Holy shit, man! What's up, dude? Dude, I'm excited to be here in your meth lab. Uh, you <laughs> like also it? Converted into a studio. This is nice. Yeah, yeah. Jesse Pinkerman over there, fucking yeah. making the finest meth over there. Ooh, break my back. <laughs> There's a van downstairs. <laughs> yes, we're just fucking hustling, fucking all the to all the hossies. <laughs> it's the Upper West Side Meth Lab. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, I mean, all those rent controlled can't afford the coke anymore. So, sorry, but did, okay. I, did, did I did uh, I did I go ahead and uh, did, did you? I triggered? Did you I, get triggered? I want cocaine. <laughs> um, Somebody call a guy. Bo, uh, the first time I saw Bo was actually on up cocaine? in Canada. No. <laughs> Oh, stop Come it. On. We were in Connecticut. Yeah. And you were hosting the show up there and did extremely well. It was an amazing time. I will tell you, fucking Connecticut has some fucking great stuff. And since then, you've gone on to do some fucking really cool things. You are now the co-host of your own podcast. Can yeah. you tell us a little bit about they, it? Yeah, they gave me a show. Oh, um, <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I mean, everyone has a podcast, but I have a podcast. <laughs> With the very funny Lisa Lampanelli. Ah. And, and a friend of mine, uh, Nick Scopoletti. Got it. Um, and we're having fun. It's called Losers with a Dream. It's nice. available anywhere you can find podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Uh-huh. Uh, showing off our tits. But, really? Lisa shows her tits. Oh uh, no, that's more the that's more a male side of the Okay, the all right, all right. Well, between the three of them, she's got the smallest tits. Yeah. <laughs> But, that skull uh, Paletti is bosomy. He's got a few. <laughs> I don't know how you can be a personal trainer. That's what I'm thinking. Walk it's around more, with tits. It's more pecs from Equinox. You know what I mean? And I've seen the Equinoxes in Connecticut. Do you know yeah. what I mean? They're fucking in, like, they're in there. So, yeah. like, I almost think that, like, the people are ashamed of it. Like, here, it's, like, all, like, oh, God, you walk, you look at, I will eat a hot dog, like, and just watch people coming out of Equinox. They're the fucking hottest people in the world. <laughs> yeah. It's unbelievable. I mean, I love their steam rooms just because, you know, 
<laughs> sure, sure. So, but what's the what's the podcast about, man? Oh, the podcast is about two guys who are trying to make it in comedy and a comedy legend who doesn't want to help them. And <laughs> no, but it's it's you know we talk about a lot of real shit on the podcast. We've done episodes on acceptance. We've done episodes on addiction. We've done episodes, you know, on pretty much any like basic mental health problem you can imagine. Um, one of our recent episodes was about uh, abstinence, which I'm not so good at, but just talking about how like, you know, it gets in the way, you know, the, the, the bush, the puss, the, the ass, whatever you're into, it gets in the way when you're trying to do real stuff. And, you know, with comedy, I'm trying to do some real things and, you know, so we're we're uh, we're always looking at like our mental health. Well, question on the table, Greg. Uh, I was discussing this uh, with you maybe a couple weeks ago. Is the idea that you you're listen? You're in Connecticut, both, yes, but you're coming here to New York City and you're jumping around the spots, and you are a non-drinker. Is that correct? Yeah, I'm sober. You're sober. Bird. Well, you know the thing is, like you see that you see people drinking, <laughs> and they're always with other people around. There's always the female persuasion there. Right. Other comics. What's your thoughts on? Incest and screwing people within our own industry. Honestly, incest specifically. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I don't want to have sex with anybody that's got a headshot, to be honest. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm not interested. Like, just because it's not, those types of people are like me. They're very self-involved. You know what I mean? And so I don't want to get involved with somebody that's also going for spots. Like if I'm having sex with somebody and then afterwards she's like, so uh, can you help me get in touch with this booker? I'm like, oh, like, I'm like, no. You know what I mean? Like I, I need to have my life and I need to have, you know, like sex is on the side. Women is on the side. You know what I mean? Like I, I get it. I, I mean, I don't, you don't want to mix do you know what I mean? Business with pleasure. I get now, it. now, now, if Kim Congdon calls, I mean, I'm not, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, I'm not, I mean, I say that, but Hey, Fuck, I am sending hey. a picture of you to Kim. <laughs> you should do it right now. Good. Right now. Just right so now. She can roast you. Right now. Yeah. Oh my God. Hey, is your sister still single? Oh my okay. God. <laughs> All right. Hey, hey, Jesus. Hey, speaking of incest. No. <laughs> <laughs> Greg, I mean, you were you were in the music field for a long time, buddy. I mean, did you dabble with the groupies? No, no, no. You know the funny part is, which is not funny at all, is that they're broken and probably in the sex trade. Yes, and I don't oh. know if you've ever been to an insane clown posse show. No, I would. Absolutely <laughs> no thanks. Anything that goes. Can we get that in the background, please? How you doing that? <laughs> hey, the fact is, like, yeah, I like to get inside their heads. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's creepier than just fucking cue the Dexter music right now. Yeah, right. So, uh, what got you in the biz? <laughs> How'd you get these tickets? <laughs> what time did you get online to get up here in the front of the pit? <laughs> I mean, it's 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 crazy. Our business is such a whirlwind of. I mean, because like it's actually. Actually, like working at a restaurant because it's a bunch of like twenty to thirty some year old sure. you know people that are all hooked up on Adderall that literally you know sing for their supper every yeah. single day, yeah. and it, it can get brutal out there. And I hear about it, and you know it, it, sometimes it works out. Last night we had an amazing show uh, here at the club with uh, for, for Valentine's Day, and we had three awesome couples on the on the lineup. We had Matthew yeah. Broussard and Laura Soger, both comics. Right. We had Stephen Rogers and Caitlin Palufo. Both, you know, together. And then we had Micah Fox and Tim McLaughlin both uh, together. And it was nice seeing and like seeing that interaction, but it can get messy. And I think in the next couple of days there, I mean, there's been some things. You spoke about Kim Congdon and that was a huge kind of breakup that she had with Lewis. And I don't even think it's still amicable. You know what I mean? I, you know, I got to no, give it up to her being on that roast at Skankfest. You know like, what? That's I still yet to see it. What was it, it? Like, tell me about she it. She just literally took so much shit. Did you she, see it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was just relentless. Yeah. Like relentless. Well, being the one woman on that day is, is not an easy. No, it's no. not. I mean, and the thing is, I mean, like they just I, launched out tickets for their, uh, for Las Vegas, which is pre-sold, sold out within like, what was it? 45 seconds or something like that. Wow. It's oh, unbelievable. No, uh, Lewis is a great businessman. Yeah. That's I mean, the one thing I got out of him. We're going over to gas. I was like, wow, this guy's, 
just business oriented. So what? So so you guys are actually going to be at Skankfest Las Vegas this That's year. That's right. Yep. Amazing. And would you guys got time slots or anything? But you're going to be there. Yeah. You're doing comedy. You'll be doing the live podcast. Doing live podcast. Doing comedy. The whole thing. What are you doing? Are you going to bring on some guests or anything like that? You know, our show is really not one that's great for guests. Because we kind of have our own vibe and we're, we're talking about specific things. You got to take and questions from the Skankfest audience. Absolutely. I mean, I'm sure everybody <laughs> wants to have a question for Lisa Lumpajelli. I mean, I, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, you know, I, I, that was crazy. We had our live shows in, uh, you in did one FTC. Stress. We, oh, we, you did stress. We did both stress factory. So we did Jersey and we did Connecticut nice. and we always have a, a Q and a portion at the end. And people are getting up and asking her all types of Patrice and, you know. So they're asking her questions. Are they asking you guys anything? <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, obviously, like, throughout the show, they'll learn a little bit about us and they'll they'll ask some stuff. But, you know, for the most part, it's it's Lisa's audience. And then you got, you know, uh, the drunks that are coming <laughs> to see me or whatever. Right. Did, did, did they make, does she make Nick clean up the chairs while she's answering the questions? I mean, let me just get real for a second though. You're sure. talking, I mean, this is a podcast about what is it? it's called two losers with a dream. Losers, no, with losers. losers with a dream. I mean, how do you, I mean, listen, you're kind of utilizing Lisa to kind of, you know, you know, get, she's platforming us. Yeah, She's yeah. platforming you guys, but does it feel kind of like that you're playing second fiddle though? I mean, as a comic, I always feel that, uh, you know, you want to be in the center of attention. You want to be in the spotlight, but it seems that a lot of times that you're on these, uh, the, on the show, you guys become the whipping boys. Are you kind of, I don't know, pigeonholing yourselves as being these, I don't know, like gluttons for pleasure, uh, for, for, for punishment. Uh, absolutely not, because I feel like, you know, especially the way the show goes, I mean, we start off, we have a, our first segment, which is like a mental health check-in. We talk about where we're at. And then we have a segment where it's just me and Nick on the show. So that's where I get to get my jokes in. That's where I get to talk about the real stuff that's going on in my life. Lisa's not even on the show at that point, right? So, And then she'll come back in and she'll talk to us about what we talked about. And we'll kind of go more in depth for like the last 20 minutes of the show. So it's still a good platform for me to put out what I want to talk about and like what's going on with me and also make people laugh. And then, all, and then Lisa comes on and she's kind of like, Hey, all right, that was interesting. Let's talk about it. And, you know, I think a lot of the clips you'll see her obviously ribbing the shit out of me and Nick because that's what she's great at. I mean, she's one of the best, probably one of the best roasters of all time, if not the best Right. In terms right. of her Since acumen. Apollo died. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Right. So, uh, yeah, you know, obviously we, we can't not utilize that from a marketing perspective. Right. But I think when you actually listen to the show, you know, we're, we're getting our, our voices out there. Which well, good. Is all I, want. I mean, uh, at the end of the day though, I mean, that's what it's for. Um, yeah. have you felt a tick up? Has there any, have you felt any movement? Obviously big thing. You're going to be on Skankfest. You're going to be on a podcast stage doing this live, you know, but has anything else happened that has kind of made you better by doing a podcast? Cause we just talk about it. Everybody has a fucking podcast. You said right. yeah, at the top of the, at the top of the show, has this helped you in any way to get more stuff besides getting followers? Yeah. I, be, I mean, I, I kind of instantly became a name that could headline. Right. So I've been, I've been headlining in Boston. I did two, uh, two nights in Worcester. Um, I'm headlining at the Fairfield comedy club, uh, in April. And, uh, you know, so I'm getting more, uh, spots and also like, you know, the opportunity to do longer sets, 45 minute sets, which is what I've always wanted to do. Um, and then also I just got a, a new faces audition for, oh, a few weeks shit. so, you know, obviously that's huge, but none of that happens without Lisa. Uh -huh. Right. Like she helped me hone the bits that went into the tape that went to, you know, the agent that got me. Right. So like, you know, she helps in every aspect of it. You know what I mean? Like I obviously a lot, some of that material I came with when we started the show, but there's nothing that she hasn't made better, you know? So to have somebody that's like a, a legit, like black belt in comedy, talking to you going like, eh, you know what? Let's put that tag there. What size belt is that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's chain. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm still like, I'm still hung up on the days of the Friars Club. You know? Oh yeah, dude. I mean, listen, she's, uh, she's great. She's yeah. a, she's a, she's a legend in her own right, but, but I'm sorry, continue. No, but yeah. So like, there's really no aspect of this business that hasn't changed for me because of my work with her, right? Like we and her sit down, uh, at least once a week and just go through material. 
right? I, I'm, I have to pitch new jokes every week, which makes me such a better comic, right? Because, you know, you can easily get caught up in, oh, yeah, I got this. I got this 20. I got this 30 that's working. Um, so, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to rest on that for a month or I'm going to rest on that for six months. Right. And a lot of comics do that. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I need to be held accountable and to have somebody that's that good that keeps you accountable every week to, hey, where's your new material? Like, what are you? All right. What are you going to do new uh, on this weekend when you're headlining? It's like, OK, well, this is what I got. You know what I mean? Then you start working. You start working that stuff out on the road. And then you come back and you're like, shit, all right, we've got a new faces audition. We're, do, you know, we're doing skank fest. Like things are moving. You know, I honestly, it's, and it's all to her. Are you nervous about skank fest? No, I, you know, I, I think it's not exactly our audience. Um, they have, uh, they have an interesting kind of vibe and I'm interested to see how it mixes, you know, for a, a podcast, that's like a couple of guys being relatively emotional <laughs> and, and a 60 year old woman. I mean, there's not a whole lot no. that lends itself to I mean, the I'll, Skankfest I'll, brand. I mean, yeah. we'll, 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 we'll hang out at the, at, at the show with you. <laughs> <laughs> Greg and I will be in the audience. Like we'll be there. No, it's just, it, I don't know that it's, you know, I don't know that it's a perfect fit. Right. I know that it's where we're at now. I know that things can change. I think that anything can change. I think there's a little bit of this idea that if you are this, and I, I, I I'm not going to say right wing comic, but this, you know, if you're a comedy purist, I'm going to put it at that. You know what I mean? Say anything, do anything that you want. Right. I think there is a level of people that, you know, we're, they're getting older. I mean, I, I myself, I don't say it a lot, but you know, there's a lot of times that I listen to a joke and I'm like, yeah, that was offensive to me, but I understand why the joke was done. I mean, yeah. I, I, have, you know? I don't mean, in, I don't mean nervous, like about, you know, in, in like nervousness. I just mean like, yeah, what you said, like the audience is not dead on to your no. typical audience. Right. So, you know, that in some way that has to be intimidating knowing, you're, you know, you're going into a bunch of, you know, a couple thousand people or several hundred people of, you know, like Zach Amicos. Yeah. Right. And not that, I mean, Zach's awesome, but you know, like that's not the person that's typically listening to losers with a dream. Right. And you know, they might sit there and try to roast you. Yeah, sure. You know, and and I, but I assume, you know, with Lisa, yeah. no one's roasting Lisa. No. Like she's not she, going to lose. She's going to cut them, whoever it is right. up. Yeah. Which should be interesting. I mean, I, I think, you know, I, I was, I was intrigued to see that she took the, and, and I'm sorry to bring this about Lisa, but you know, she took the gig on Legion of Skanks on a Monday. I saw that she was a, host, uh, a guest on there. Is that correct? Did she do that? She was booked. She actually didn't end up making it to the show. She, ah, you know, she okay. had some health stuff pop up. Understood. But. Understood. But like, I mean, I love the idea that like, it's, it's, it's coming full circle. Obviously there's a schism and we always talk about the schism within comedy, which you can and can't say, you know what I mean? Obviously the big thing from the weekend from last, last weekend was the Joe Rogan stuff. Yeah. Obviously a, co a comedian's job is supposed to be X, Y, and Z. Yeah. And we're not going to harp on that because I know a lot of our listeners kind of want to, want to hear about it. But what I do want to kind of talk about a little bit is how this is kind of big, man. I mean, you alluded to it. You're going to be auditioning for JFL new faces. Yeah. But it's, it's actually new faces of swank magazine. <laughs> <laughs> and so I he, didn't read the he, whole email. He didn't read the small print. Like they slid that in. I happened to see it and I'm like, Oh, I'm the gonna, new faces wait, of Ebony magazine. Wait till, he, <laughs> wait till he shows up to this audition. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, honestly, it's, like it's on a bang guy. bros He's bus waiting for his fucking five minutes. <laughs> yeah. um, dude. I mean, that is, that is a huge milestone. I mean, we always talk about, um, in a previous podcast that I used to have, we also always talked about the milestones you go through. And obviously one's getting passed out a club. The other is kind of, you know, crushing your first set or getting the attaboy from, uh, from, from veteran comic. Sure. But then those bigger milestones that we talk about once you start graduating into the big leagues is number one is the JFL audition, yeah. which I'm not going to talk about. I want to talk about your success, but how did that feel to you to kind of get that opportunity? Uh, it was, it was insane. I, so I got a call Friday night from the agent, from my agent. And, uh, you know, I was, I was sitting there playing poker and <laughs> with, you know, a couple of guys in recovery, just losing money. And I was like, pantsless seat. It was yeah. strip poker. Yeah. And I was like, fucking percolator going, like <laughs> yeah. everybody smoking butts outside. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Nicotine, nicotine dips. Stacked. Anything to get through the day. <laughs> All in. Uh, All in. <laughs> but I was, so at first I'm related. Do you know what I mean? I'm just like, wow. Like, and it's such an honor and it's also very exciting. You know, it's just like, wow. 
uh, they asked, and you know that tape is that good. Was was my immediate reaction, and then I went into full panic, and because I was like, okay, and you know, there's a fair amount of like imposter syndrome that goes on there, where it's just like, yeah, no, I'm I'm good. I know I'm good. I know I'm good. The imposter everywhere, syndrome. I love everywhere, that you mentioned everywhere that. I go, I do well in terms of like I I really do. I'm able to make any crowd laugh, right? So I'm like, okay, okay. And then I have to keep telling myself that. But then I got home and I felt this like this fear rise up of like, okay, now it's a real thing. Now what do we do? Okay. And I just I literally was up till about five, six that morning writing jokes, just tagging old jokes, being like, okay, how do I So you fucking then, beautiful minded fucking oh, yeah, yeah. six a.m. And not that and not that the set's gonna change for the audition, because right. that's pretty much set in stone, but just that, okay, now uh, the 45 has to be really good. Because how long is the audition? How long, how much time? Oh, no, it's just five. Right. But, right. but for me, I'm like, okay, if I get this, right. Then that's an opportunity to start headlining probably nationally. Right. That's an opportunity to start at least getting looked at for that type of work. I mean, it's that, but it's not only that it's, it's the ability to be looked at by late night late sets. nights. Right. I mean, it's not, it's sitcom jobs. It's somebody that like, likes your look. I mean, right. the, the, the possibility, and I'm not trying to, you know, all this stuff already. Sure, yeah. I, I'm, you know, I'm just kind of giving this kind of like when you do JFF, the possibilities are endless. I mean, yeah. the people that have gone through the JFL new faces are people like Michael Che, Colin Jost, sure. Ronnie Chang. You know, there are a lot of people that have gone to that next kind of atmosphere uh, kind of from doing this. And so it's a really big honor. But I love how you talked about uh, imposter syndrome. Yeah. What, what, what makes you feel that way? Like, I mean, it's the same thing that, you know, even when I was in like a corporate job, I would be waiting for the boss to come fire me. Cause it's just like, what, what you guys know that I'm not, I shouldn't I do be that here. with Greg all the you time. I mean? just, yeah. <laughs> there, there's always a feeling of like, I shouldn't be here. Do you know what I mean? Cause in my head, I'm still a kid, you know, like I, you know, I'm, I'm just turned 29. It's not that old, but it's also not that young. And I still feel like a child in, in a sense. Cause I have that kind of young brain where it's just like, I, I just want to be, I just want to make people laugh. I just want to do this yeah. thing. And it's all very innocent until now it's a business. Do you know what I mean? So uh, the fear of like, will I measure up? And should I even be here? Right. Is always going to be there. And I think as long as I keep working, the first time I ever came to New York, I did like a mic at uh, the Creek in the Cave back when that was a thing. And I remember it, I, I could only do two minutes and there were probably like 40 comics waiting to do their two minutes. And I walked in and I was like, there's this many comedians. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like that was yeah. my first thought. I was like, how many people are trying to do this? Right. And then I was like, Oh shit, I got to work so much harder than I currently do. Well, that was the first thought I had was just, Oh, I have to outwork 39 people now. Do you know what I mean? And it gives you that, like that perspective of like, okay, this is hard, but it's hard for a reason because there's a lot of people trying to do it. And to be really funny is a, is a, accomplishment. It's an extreme accomplishment. It's not, you know, it's do, you, do you think that for, for like the next, regardless of what happens with JFL, but with the next step for you, do you think you have to be in the city like full-time permanent, like to, to work reps that much? Yeah. And there, I've had that conversation with a lot of comics. I mean, I was talking to Osama about it the other night. Uh, it was a great comic and he was, we were kind of talking about it and he's like, you know, it just helps to be here. Like whether or not, cause, cause he's like, you know, you can work the road and you can get better and, and the amount of time you get to do on the road will make you better as a comic, but just being here makes a difference. And I'm like, eh, all right. And I, you know, I only live about an hour away. Right. So even if you're in Brooklyn and you got to get to Manhattan for a spot, that's it. That's probably 30 to 45 minutes right there. Right. So, you know, I'm, I'm close enough where it's not completely negative, but it's getting to the point where it's like, eh, is this a thing? Do you want to? <laughs> but the difference is to, to that point yeah. is like, you know, like say tonight's Tuesday, you don't have any spots, right? But you could at least go down to the clubs if you were here, you know, closer and just hang out. Yeah. Right. And pop into stand up New York, pop into. Well, that brings else. us to the question, you know, though, of just to, just to be seen and talk to other comics and chill. But I mean, in your in your in your experience, Bo, you are a, a comic from Connecticut. You come yes. to the city. You've sent me texts like if I'm a, if that if I had anything available and usually I don't. You know what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> do you find any joy? I mean, not joy, but do you have do you find any benefit with doing the hang? Because there's a lot of people that I mean that I, that I've talked to that 
don't find any enjoy. Uh, they don't find any benefit with it. Just, and especially as a non drinker as well. Yeah. I mean, when I first started coming in and doing shows, I was like super, I had this wall up, man. You know what I mean? Like other comics would come up and I, and I'd always be like, are you like, do you have a disease? Do you know what I mean? Cause there's a lot of comics where you're like, are you, are you doing this or are you doing this? You know what I mean? Like what's, is this your first Could show have, ever? Yeah. Yeah. And now you're trying to have a conversation yeah. with me. So there's a hang, but there's also a quality to that hang. Do you know what I mean? Like me hanging out with a few open micers on a random Thursday doesn't really help me. But being at the club and talking with a few guys and whatever, the problem is though with the drinking, right? Because I don't, I don't have an automatic in to the the hang, right? Because I'm not, I'm not ordering the drink. I'm not like, I'm not going shot for shot. I'm not having beers yeah. with people. Do you know what I mean? And so, other comedy club managers, they'll be like, he's just drinking soda water. He's just drinking water. Like, what? This guy's wasting bar space. And, yes. and, and like, and and I see that, but. There has to be a little bit like one of my best friends in comedy is Justin Randall, who is sober. Yeah. So I get it. Do you know what I mean? But I know for a fact there's other comedy club managers or just like showrunners that are there just like, dude, like get out, you know, if you're not drinking. Yeah. I mean, and you got to feel that kind of almost anxiety against you as well. And I'm sorry to kind of bring this up and trigger people. With this. No, no, no. I'm, I'm not. I'm not like that at all. Okay. <laughs> no, it doesn't matter. I, like, yeah, it, there is a sense of like, you know, it's just tough to, it's tough to feel like you totally belong, uh, w without the drink. Right. But I'm at the, I'm at this point where it's just like, I don't even really think about alcohol. It doesn't really come into my play. My but you mind. open your mouth and you know what? You're a fucking good hang bow. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like if anybody has a chance, if you get a chance, if you're here in New York city and uh, you have a chance to like see bow or if you're up in Connecticut or you're anywhere in the country and hopefully in the next couple of months, like anywhere all the way to Los Angeles. Sure. Yeah. I mean, Come and chat with Bo. He's like one of the coolest open dudes, like just completely yeah. like it's it's like hanging with an old friend every time I see you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I think I put out a, a good vibe. Do you yeah. know what I mean? I'm not the type of person that's going. I'm not like I, I don't think I'm something I'm not, which I think is important. That's the imposter syndrome. Like, like, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah I, right. I, I, I genuinely think I am exactly what I am and I'm OK with it. Right. And then at the same time, like I can, I can fuck around and, and be friends with anybody right. regardless of, you know, what they're into or what they're talking about. I pretty much can talk for hours. Right. So I don't really, I don't really have a problem with that. I just Is think he trying to fuck me right now. I think Is it's the other way. I think it's the other way around. I, I think, I, I'm sorry, but I was like, what's John doing right now? Like, something being, do I need to literally leave? I'm being a <laughs> like, Go find him. Wherever he is. I'm a good guy. Caster. I just want to let everyone know that I'm a good broadcaster. Oh, yeah. Don't you pay me fucking nothing for it, Greg? <laughs> I just like to listen sometimes. Yeah. I mean, listen, Greg, we, we talked about a little bit of the imposter syndrome, which I kind of want to go, go to a little bit, you know, uh, Bo, you know, you're a great comic and, but having that kind of fear, but is there any, any time and that in your career that you felt this kind of imposter syndrome kind of wash over you? No, not really, because I never thought about it. I, I never really did. I always like, you know, half the shit that I've done in my career, if you will, was out of some other weird reason besides my desire to do that. Right. So like I started a music magazine because I had to get into a nine inch nail show. And the only way I could do it was lie to some publicist and tell them that I had a music right. magazine. <laughs> yeah. And then I did that and then wound up having a magazine for 10 years because... I just fucking did. And yeah, I'm like, yeah. well, I lied to this guy. I now need to start a fucking magazine. <laughs> and I wound up creating a magazine that lasted for 10 fucking years. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? It's so Costanza. Like, it, it really it is. is. It really is. <laughs> right? He also has a giant wallet as well. <laughs> Do you know what's funny? Oh, I've never watched a show, but I can just take bits and pieces that I see on Twitter. I, and I was like, yeah, God, that's, that's a funny. Thing. I hate wallets. Um, and then this comedy thing that I got fucking wrapped up into. Look at how it just, just, just dismisses us. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> it, no. But it, I mean, it started with, with, uh, with me and, and well, it started you know, as a joke, right. like not to be funny, but it started as a joke because his partner, my old podcast partner, Nick, you know, was my personal trainer. And he told me one day that he was doing an open mic and I'm like, you can't possibly be good. Like yeah, you can't fair. be good. And I'm like, I'm coming to your open mic. And I went and like to much of my chagrin, he was the best 
out of like the 25 open micers. And, he, and you were there, He Bo. wasn't, no, Bo wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't Bo there. wasn't there. Come on, uh, you couldn't roll with that no, fucking no, no. punchline fuckers. I, I wouldn't accept that. No, accept he wasn't that. there. I, I actually, if I was there, then we would have had a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and John wouldn't be here. <laughs> so, so, so you count your lucky stars over there. So that fucking happened. And then that stupid interaction and then me going to see him, I'm like, all right, I should use my talent and and what I've done in my career, because you know, working with talent throughout the years in all kinds of different capacities, I'm like, let me help this fucking poor schmo. Right. And that just went down this road of winding up having a fucking podcast and then fucking starting live comedy shows and then bumping into these fucking maniacs and promoting a club in South in a basement that was half gay club, not half gay, a sex club yep. in South Norwalk, and then into you and then all it's just all happened so i've never really thought about it as why or how it's just been a chain of events just kind of going with the flow that led me down this i think greg's biggest like business like uh I would say attribute attribute or just like hit like a positive thing I could say about him. Can I get some dick sucking music going on? Yeah, yeah. Please? I, 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 I just realized I was, I wanted to stop because I was like, he just did that to me. I don't want to go there, <laughs> but, but I think it's, I, it's definitely that you are just willing to do the most fun thing possible. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like you're always up for whatever you're like, Oh, you know what? That could be fun. And you just jump in, which yeah, I think is true. really the way you should live. Is like going like I could get joy out yeah, of that. I see those Why fucking not? signs all the time at Marshalls. I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking. I don't believe they have signs that say. But the thing about it is start a podcast. No, it's it's, it's it's carpet DM. You know what I mean? <laughs> Wine o'clock. Find the guy who's built with the biggest tits you could find. A guy. And yeah. you champion his stand-up this comedy is so career. Much insider baseball. If you're an old fan yeah, of yeah, the somewhat damaged podcast, yeah. obviously you know as the Mangiani dialogues. We're talking about Nick Scarboletti, yeah. uh, former podcast host of Greg Alprin. So go check out those. Got episodes the best hits I know on anybody. I think I was like the third guest of this podcast. Yeah, you were. Yeah. You were. You were. You were. Well, welcome back. <laughs> and I think at that time I was like, yeah, I'm dating this girl. Lisa Lampanelli's her aunt. Yeah, they were like, yeah, you should follow that. I was like, all right. <laughs> no, so to to Bo, you know why I I I actually I mean for entertaining Bo and sitting at this table with us, yeah, is um, you know truly I am very impressed with how Bo's gone about the last year or so of of his career because you know out of the gate it was very clear Bo has an immense talent in stand up comedy and is a great writer and all those things and really works very hard at it and it's very cool to see what has happened over the course of the last year or so and how he's kind of taken the bull by the fucking horns, which is really the only way I think anyone can be successful at anything, especially trying to fucking have an entertainment career. Yeah. Is if you don't take every opportunity, say fucking yes to everything and literally go for it, you don't have a chance. Yeah. So I, I'm very, you know, impressed. I'm you know glad to call you a friend yeah. to see that shit kind of happen. Equally, I... I would be, I couldn't do this if I didn't tell John the story about Bo featuring for Kelsey Cook a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> oh my God. So what Bo happened? got a chance to feature for Kelsey at Mohegan Sun, which is a, you know, so, that comics, which yeah, is beautiful. And Love Kelsey. Kelsey's amazing. Great, yeah. And he was telling me how this was going down. And he's like, Kelsey's cool. The crowds are great. Right. I get to hang out with her. And, you know, every night she kind of lets me, you know, asks me to like, kind of be her bodyguard if you will mm, yes and you know because she's a very pretty girl and you walk through a casino blah 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 sure. blah and i i i left because not to give away any of Bo's bits <laughs> but he's got a bit that goes something like call me a fat pussy right and not to give it away. God. So what a punch. <laughs> so, did you start with that line and just kind of work backwards? Off well, of like, I think I have something. <laughs> well, it was definitely working backwards. <laughs> and I was like, so Kel, you're kind of like being her protection. And I'm like, Bo, does she know that she's your protection? Yeah. Like, yeah. does she know? It's like size definitely <laughs> doesn't always matter. All right, so, based <laughs> yeah. off of that story. No. So you were here on Tuesday of last week when we had to throw out a drunk guy. Yes, and exactly. So what was I funny tried about to look that, formidable. Right. I did so my best. So the funny thing was that Eric Oligny <laughs> goes to me and says, and says, well, Bo's going to help out because he's intimidating. I was like, what the fuck is he going to do? <laughs> I was like, let him watch the 
goddamn show. He's not even working here. <laughs> well, I, well, Eric, Eric walks up to me. He's like, Hey, if anything goes down, can you do it? I was like, I like stood up. I was like, yes, yes, sir. Yes, sir. I can. The fuck you, like, yes, sir. You no, just because, just because when anyone ever asked that situ like that question in that situation, like there's danger. Will you be? I'm like, yes, I can help you. Oh, I can do this. You know what I mean? It's I am just flight immediately. Yeah. Fucking somebody at a bar fucking cracks their head open and looks at me. I go, I don't fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> fuck that. I ain't touching this bitch. Dude, I am the worst person. So if you come here on 78th street in Broadway, there's, uh, it's all these uh, uh, townhouses. And yeah. one time I was walking with my friend uh, and there was a guy, and I can't believe I'm telling this story out loud, but she was trying to get her, uh, her, uh, her in, his invalid uh, daughter up the stairs. Sure. And she goes, hey, can you help me with the wheelchair? And my immediate reaction was like, if I drop her, I'm getting sued. I was like, I'm not comfortable doing that. I yeah, apologize. Yeah. I walked away like a big fat pussy. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody thinks I'm a dick, but I'm just very nervous that I'm going to do something wrong off of yeah. it. But it well, is to have the, the Sue brain, like you really, to have that like litigation brain, like I don't even have that. Like, oh, 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 I was oh, raised oh, by oh. Jews. That's yeah, really yeah. what it comes down to. <laughs> I need to talk to Greg more. <laughs> yeah. I, you oh, know, you if, used to bust his balls, listen. by the way, about his half Jewish. <laughs> Shut up for a second. They used to send me pictures of just like menorahs and shit like that. Like, that was one time so at a comedy bad. show with a Christmas like, tree and a bagel. Like, why are you pissing off the guy that is helping us produce these shows? <laughs> we were doing a show and they had an inflatable bear with a yarmulke and he was holding a menorah. And I took a pic. I said, Greg's late, but at least he got here. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking oh gentle giant. <laughs> and the worst thing is like, cause like I was raised semi Jewish, like some of my best friends growing up are Jewish. And yeah. obviously I work for a Jewish company now. But so I'm like, I'll talk to Greg about these things. And he's like, yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm not that Jewish. And I'm like, oh, I, I keep on forgetting. <laughs> Listen, I am not. My I card mean, is only half. And they ripped it. <laughs> I'm not. I was. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! And he breaks oh it. Keith Moon has just walked into the fucking room. You know what? It was right there. It's a terrible joke to make, but I just went for it, and then I stood up and I fucking hurt my foot as well. Oh, That's what you but get. it was a solid joke. Come on, it was, give it was me. Good. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Sorry about. Sorry for listening in the car right now, and you thought that somebody rear-ended you. Uh, <laughs> that is our apologies. That's my apologies on that. That was just me standing up. Um, Bo, so what's fucking next, man? Like, what do you like? What's the what's the, what's the fucking end goal here, bro? <laughs> the end goal is to make as many people laugh as oh, possible. Oh, don't be so fucking gay. It is. <laughs> don't no, don't don't true. give me this That's Oprah true. shit. I want to hear a fucking hard number. Of what I want you money. Want. <laughs> I want you. I want to know a hard number in your fucking in your bank account. So you're just picking up the phone, and just going no. Yeah. yeah. No. Well, I'll tell you what. There's a lot no. of Connecticut comics out there that I can't wait to delete their number. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm just oh, yeah. Dumb. Come on. I'm just kind of done with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't asking think you, for spots and shit like that. Uh, I'm done. Uh, okay, Chris you're not Sear, opening for me on the road. Him. <laughs> Chris Sear, when, when he found out that I got uh, JFL. JFL, he sent me a text. He said, fuck this. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> well, Which you know is what? the best thing you can get as a comic. Sure. That's like, oh, good. Well, you know what the second text he sent was? It could have been the first. Yeah. He texted me and said, can you tell me how the fuck I get a JFL audition? <laughs> if this guy got it, what's going <laughs> on? I said that my response was, I, I you got to ask Bo. He's got the deets. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Chris, first, I don't think you're allowed to have a record. <laughs> Go ahead and follow Chris Sear uh, on Instagram, yeah, guys. He's, he's a guy. great guy. Great guy. Got some great videos up over there. But is there a hard well, Obviously, you want you want people to stop fucking leeching off of you. Welcome to my world. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. It's never going to stop. What, what I really want is autonomy, right? Like the ability to do anything, right? And that's what like guys like Schultz and even a guy like Luis Gomez, you're like, that guy can pretty much do anything. He has his base. He, he can do whatever he wants comedically, whatever he, they're going to roll with him, which is really what I want. I just want enough money and enough like of a platform to where I can just have fun. And I, and I, and I don't have to call anybody for spots cause they're calling me. Right? So I mean, how, like, when, that's what you want. So with, with the spots you're getting now in some of these feature gigs, yeah, like how yeah. far away are you from being able to just do comedy hundred percent? Uh, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm putting together a nice chunk of money every month. 
from comedy, which is more than I could say a few years ago. Um, I think, I think it's probably going to take another couple of years. Sure. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I'm hoping in six months it's starting to look like, Hey, we can, we can drop the, the, the day gig. Cause I don't, I don't want to do it anymore. I just can't. It's too tough. There's just, there's too much you have to do on a daily basis to like stay relevant and keep the, the content wheel going. Keep like, you know, I got to keep reaching out to people. I got to keep getting booked all, all over the place. There's too much to do. And then on top of that, have a nine to five yeah. to, to stay sane. I mean, I don't sleep. That's, yeah. you know, so Does your job, like, I don't even know what you do anymore. Does it allow you to like do shit? I mean, you work remotely, right? Yeah, I work remotely so, and uh, yeah, they're, they're ready to let me go. Pretty <laughs> <laughs> Sounds a little bit like the last job. Yeah. Yeah. No, every job I've had that I'm, I'm like, Hey, I'm, I'm going to do great here. This is going to be good. And then they're like, Oh yeah. You like that. You're, you're into comedy. We've looked you up. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm doing that. You know, we'll see what happens. And then like three weeks later, they're like, so uh, are you doing any work here? Like what's going on? Right. Like, yeah. You should have seen this joke. I wrote a joke today. 3.6 is my number. 3.6. 3.6 million dollars in cash as well as collateral, any and like how whatever, real estate. If I can hit 3.6, done. I'm out. I'm out of everything. It depends on how old you are. You can't uh, put a number on a 3.6 inches. That's pretty good. <laughs> uh, can I get a groan, please? Thank you so much for the groan. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Greggy always liked my comedy. Um, no, three point six million is the number in my head. I want to hit it by. I want. I want to retire by fifty five. I am turning a certain age in May, and I am a couple of years off from that. And sure. I think. I think. I think I can achieve it. I'm thinking fifty five. Well, some- then this fucking podcast got to start blowing <laughs> the fuck up, dude. What the fuck? Are you? I'm expecting this to. <laughs> right now on our ad revenue, we could basically buy a pack of fucking Starburst. <laughs> All things comedy, get on it. What about cigarettes? <laughs> cigarettes. Not even cigarettes. We're far, <laughs> a far away from cigarettes. Yeah, Whoa, can I borrow a look tenor? At a pack <laughs> I just Chris looked at here, a vape pipe. Can I bum pipe. a Newport? <laughs> oh. I don't Listen, know if you smokes. I had a question that I kind of want to put out there. We talk about being damaged. All right. Can you tell me, and, and I'm sorry to like, just like switch gears automatically, but obviously we have to talk about somewhat damaged. Right. Yeah. Well, here's the thing that I was thinking about today, Greg, what is the cringiest thing that you have ever done that you sometimes think about in the shower? Oh Jesus. And you're just like, fuck, why did I do that? Do you have one of those things? Oh, no, I'm sure I have one. Do you have? Yeah, you have I, I one? got one. You got one? Go ahead. If you got it, go got for it. Twenty of them. Okay. Um, give me your. Give me the one that pops out. There's always one that pops out, and it's. I'm at a music festival, and I'm on some drugs, and I'm having a nice time. And can I just interrupt for one second? Yeah, go ahead. Is this the music festival where I have the picture of you in a bathrobe? I always wore a bathrobe on the Saturday of every music festival. Wow. So you were like big in the music festival. I was like, big in the music festival. Like, what, what, like EDC? What are we talking kind of music festival? Camp like, Bisco. I was always okay. at when it was in New York. I mean, I did that, I think, six years in a row. I always did Gathering of the Vibes when that was in Connecticut. Right. Um, Electric Forest, like kind of, I would go to EDC, like I would do those, sure. you know, Governor's Ball and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Anywhere where they were selling drugs, I was pretty much available. They sell drugs there? That's so bad. <laughs> oh my God. They should clean that up immediately. Yeah, yeah. Listen to our previous that's why podcast. They, that's why they have it on an island. For 36 hours. <laughs> so, so go on, I'm sorry. So I'm sitting there and I'm talking to this girl and it's kind of like 10 of us kind of sitting around. So we're all, we're young guys and you're these hot chicks there. Yeah. And we're like, you know, we're trying to, we're trying to be cool. We're trying to like, you know, uh, let's see what could happen. You yeah. know what I mean? And uh, which is what are you, all of a sudden from Brooklyn. Hey, like, yeah, hey, hey, I got a penis. Hey, dice walked in hey, the door. Uh, hey, I got listen, a I see that you listen, can I get some Italian music? Hey, I see that you listen to the, uh, the Skrillex over here. Hey, what am I? Skrillex, uh, somebody listen to Shabon. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. I'm done with the Italian stuff. Good. So, so I'm sitting there and I'm like, how do I, you know, how do I be cool? But also peacock. Yeah. How do I like, how do I like get into a sexual conversation with these women? So this girl's got a bunch of tattoos and she's like, and she's like, yeah, you know, whatever. And I'm like, Oh, like this hurts me still. I go, oh, 
Where were you thinking about getting your next tattoo? <laughs> and all the guys looked at me and they're like, oh, God. Like it, it, was as, it was as if I just farted really loudly. <laughs> and all the guys were like, oh, come on, man. And she like looked at me and she was like, what? Are you like asking like if I like would get one on my like, pussy or something? <laughs> oh, she called you out for it. And I was like, she called you out. I was like, oh, oh that'll be cool. <laughs> oh. See, he has to give the pre oh. give, give the precursor that you were drunk or you were on drugs at the time. Yeah, I was on drugs, um, but I, you know, I, I I was sober enough at that point in the day. It was the afternoon that I was like, do you think uh, about this? How often, dude? Do so often I'm in the shower. I'm like, where are you gonna get your next tattoo? <laughs> <laughs> <You're an> idiot. <laughs> like, what is wrong with you dude grow up you know what i mean like it's it still haunts me but it's not even her reaction it's all of my guy friends being like oh boy uh, <laughs> nice try bro. isn't that the worst when you know, they fucking don't yeah. even have your back on right. that shit right well they immediately looked at me and they're like well he's not getting any so we can <laughs> oh, where's that ecstasy deal we gotta go some more yeah, we, we gotta it? go oh, guys yeah. you know you know you know fuck this we're going back home we're done we're done you ruined the weekend bro, bro. just fucked this whole thing fucking up for us ruined. what a fucking asshole God, you know what? I'm yeah. going to be celibate. That's it. From now on, I'm joining the fucking seminary. <laughs> going to get in his pickup truck and just leave. You know many about three to feel But I was always about the peacocking. Like when I was in high school, I used to wear really short shorts. Because like what? Short? I mean, like we showing a little fucking testicle almost, here. Almost, <laughs> really. Almost. I mean, mine are pretty tidy whiteies. So, so we're using tidy whiteies. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. yeah. you ever see that picture of Lemmy? No. Wearing the cutoff shorts, where he's wearing these cutoff shorts, it's the best fucking rock and roll picture of all time. <laughs> he's legit wearing cutoff sh denim shorts, yeah, and it is a straight thong, yeah. wow. <laughs> right? And that's it. He's just standing there smoking a cigarette. I'll do yeah. you one better, <laughs> Greg. There's a there's a gif of Lenny Kravitz playing guitar and he bends down to fucking yep. to jam out and he's free balling it and his shit and his crotch just opens up and his dong just, <laughs> just <laughs> drops out. What's he wearing? He's wearing a cock ring. That's one Is of my, he? yeah. I didn't even notice that. He's wearing that. a black cock ring. Wow. It's amazing. <laughs> Guys, we're going to put that up on our, our Instagram as well. Yeah, yeah. For Why don't we take a break and look at that? <laughs> <laughs> You'll never get rid of it. Oh, it, he's wearing a black cock ring and it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, how gay are you? You're gayer than me. It's rubbing me. off on me. I, I got to get out of this podcast. Oh, God. Fauci says that AIDS spreads if you're near people. So, all right. All right. That, that, that made like seven people happy on our podcast that I dissed oh, Fauci God. right over there. That's uh, funny. Greg, all right. You can't use the fucking letter. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm going to go down the same road as him because it yeah. really scars me. And I never really understood why until like 10 years later. So, I used to like bartend and promote these clubs, these parties at bars when I was in college. And I had just broken up with my girlfriend from home. Like we went, we were out like together for like three years, high school girlfriend. First yeah, yeah. So, you know, I'm a pussy and you know, of course I'm, you know, upset and never going to get a girl, blah, 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 right. you know, typical shit and have no game to this day. No game. Any girl I've ever stumbled into, I have stumbled the into them. Did you get married? Right. I mean, and no game. And no, my game is having no game. <laughs> that's my game, which is game. It's definitely way. game. It Cause game. It, I never had any issues, that's my game. but that's my game. It yeah. always Being worked out fine. Guy? No, but no, 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 it was no. always like that game plays as eh, he doesn't care. He's a challenge yeah. to me. It's eh, I'm not talking because I don't know what to say. So, okay. <laughs> right? I'm the complete so, opposite. I throw fucking money around like I'm <laughs> fucking, like I'm a multi-millionaire. I'm, I'm, so, I'm not a multi-millionaire for sure. 3.6. So, uh, <laughs> inches. So, uh, another groan, please. That, that, was, that was my kind of game was like walking around nightclubs with full bottle of champagne. Right. Okay. Like ridiculous. Full ball of but champagne. Not even sipping. College. College. I, this girl, I'm just hanging around. One of my buddies were just chilling in this club that I worked in. This girl, beautiful girl walks up to me with her friend. And I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. This girl's about to talk to me. Yeah. And she goes, she just starts talking to me and we're just shooting the shit. And you know what comes out of my mouth? You look exactly like my ex girlfriend. Oh, <laughs> dude. Oh, boy. Right. To double down, it's, it's, it is. It's 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 too, with the photo. Yeah, I should be in here. Right. If he said sister, <laughs> no, no, no. If you said sister or mother or aunt, no. oh, no, no, no. So this girl just looks me dead in the eyes and goes, You're an asshole. <laughs> and just walked away. And I'm like, and my friend was like, I don't fucking believe what just happened. 
<laughs> like, I don't believe it. Yeah. And not, not only did I think about that in the shower, I thought about it in fucking economics class. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. In oh. frat parties. Sure. Do you still think about it to this I, day? If any girl to ever walks up and talks to me, the last thing I'm doing ever is bringing up any female. <laughs> could be my mother. Yeah. Not happening. Oh I walk God. far clear. Dude, that, you know, I hate the word trauma, but that like experience, it just sticks with you. Ugh, totally. Like, when I was in eighth grade and, you know, we were all like, you don't get a do over. You don't get a do over. You no. can't walk up and be like, I mean, I mean, what I meant was <laughs> <laughs> it's just done and yeah. it stings and you own it for sure. For sure. I have one that will always haunt me. I was in eighth grade and we were at that time in our lives where we were trying to get girls to go to the movies. You know, it was always like, oh, let's, we'll get together as a group. And we'll all go to the movies. And we're, we're, we're on the phone with the girls. My buddy is, and he's like, and they're like, Oh, like who's with you guys. And, and my buddy's like, Oh, well, uh, it's Bo and my buddy Dooney and this other guy. And they're like, Bo, who's Bo. And it's on speaker so I can hear it. <laughs> and so I'm sitting in the room and my taint is just like, it's just, <laughs> ah! you know what I mean? They don't know who I am. Like just immediately. And then they're like, Oh, you know, Bo, like, you know, he plays football or whatever. And they're like, well, we don't know him. I'm like, okay. And then they're like, uh, all right, we're going to get out the yearbook and see what it looks like <laughs> oh, no. on the phone, on oh, the phone. No. They're going to get out the yearbook and oh, judge no. me live, live. This is the worst possible oh, scenario Jesus I've ever heard. Jesus Christ. They get out the oh, yearbook. This is like Tinder in real life. <laughs> exactly. Like, exactly. They pull out the yearbook. They get to my, they get to my photo. Right. She looks. Well, not only that, well, let's, let's, we'll even break it down even more. I mean, they're going through sophomores, juniors. <laughs> they're going, they got like a. <laughs> oh, okay, that's Cartwell. Okay, and they're finally getting to McDowell. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they pa they they pat. They're, they're, oh, too far. We're at the Patels. No, no, yeah. we got to go back up a little bit. And, okay, and they get to McDowell, and she looks at my photo, and she goes, <laughs> "He looks retarded." <laughs> oh my god! No, nailed it, <laughs> Rudolph, dude. I, I, was, I looked at everyone. I was like, "I'm fine. I'm fine." <laughs> Holy shit. She diagnosed yeah. you with an extra chromosome just by yeah. looking at your picture. In her defense, you look at the photo, eh, a little special needs. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, mean, like, I, wasn't, I wasn't doing myself any yeah, And he was standing in front of the short bus. Yeah, this Yikes. was back when you could say that word, obviously. But Yeah, of course, of course, of course. <laughs> <She> lo <laughs> he looks a little retarded. Yeah, it was like just knives. <laughs> Are his parents his sister? Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. Oh, my God. Well, that's damaging, to say the yeah, least. Yeah, that'll get you into uh, comedy fast. So uh, we always end our uh, conversations with uh, one favorite question. And uh, Greg, I mean, do you, uh, do you have uh, do you have any? Uh, yeah, I mean, listen, I think it's obvious that the three people sitting around this table like to eat. Yeah, I would say so. Um, so we talk a lot about food. Typically, we didn't get to food that much. Today. Funny enough, we didn't touch anything on food. Today. Yeah, we the didn't have that much. Time. I mean, listen, the three people sitting in this room right now is definitely over the capacity of some roller coasters. Right? <laughs> so, so we just kind of always bring up like, what's the best thing you ate this week? Word can't be pussy. Can't can't come. That can't. It's got to yeah. be actual food. Yeah. Right. Okay. Best thing I I'm giving you a lot of credit for having that be on the table. Well, that's possible. Let him think about it for a second. Greg, do you have one on your head? I mean, I can tell you what the best thing I ate this week so far. I mean, it's only Tuesday. So are we playing since Sunday Tuesday on to Tuesday. Tuesday to Tuesday, Tuesday to Tuesday. If we're playing Tuesday, Tuesday, I know. Oh yeah. I, I went to, you know, tequila revolution in Fairfield. Oh yeah. So I picked up from there and they do this thing called the Patana plate. Mm. And it's basically like a cheese enchilada in this red sauce. I don't know what they do. The guy's a genius. And then it's just a shit ton of grilled skirt steak and like pulled pork, but spiced and smoked and all kinds of crazy shit. It's fucking amazing. Amazing. And then I got their nachos with the little piece of carne asada on top. Mm. Ooh, ooh. It was ridiculous. Nice, 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 nice. And I actually don't really drink anymore, except for when I go there. <laughs> like, <laughs> you hit the tequila? Like, yeah. You hit the bell? You hit they, the bell tequila? He, they, they do. He does a, um, uh, a margarita, just like a regular margarita, but it's just tequila and lime juice. Yeah. And it's real. I mean, I'm not trying to convince you to go there. No, no, but it's, it's literally like the only thing. I mean, that's the only drink I've had in probably... Two years. Yeah, he broke comes over my house. Right? Was he was over my house last year? So. Or yeah. I was telling you the story, yeah. and I was like, "Yeah, I stopped drinking while I'm holding <laughs> a, a hard seltzer." <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. I was like, oh, it's going well. I'm like, well, that's not drinking. That's, a, that's water. It's a cordial. It's a cordial. Yeah. It's a cordial. Like just have it just like in the little aperitif. 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 Exactly. I would say best thing I ate this week. Um, okay. Super Bowl Sunday. Um, picked up some tamales, uh, which are excellent from this place, dollar fifty a piece. And uh, he usually calls me because I usually get like a tray of thirty. He called me on Saturday and he goes, "My friend, how many do you need?" And I go, "I don't know if I'll need like a lot." So I go in there and I'm like, "I'm just gonna get like 10. He goes, "No, you yeah. take thirty. And I was like, ah. I, "I was like, he's like, I made them already." And I'm like, "Fuck, dollar fifty a piece." So I was like, "Fuck it." So I took that. I gave some to like my, uh, my neighbors and everything like that. But that tamale, like I only have it once a year and they've got this great green sauce, which is whole jalapenos. Like I'm talking like they even put the stem in it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like in a Nutribullet and it goes on top. It's fantastic. It was delicious. So that is the best thing that I ate this week. Bo, what is the best thing you ate this week? So my brother is a vegan. Oh, sorry. Which is, you know. Uh, How Twinkie does he look like? And is he single? <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's a good looking man. What color is his um, Prius? <laughs> he's got a Subaru. Oh, okay. so I was yeah. like. Same thing. What's his so outback? former sister. <laughs> got it. <laughs> and uh, so I'm going over to my parents' house for Super Bowl Sunday because they wrote me into that. And I, I'm going over and I'm like, oh, we got to have wings. We got to have wings. So I call my mother. She's like, I'm like, we yeah, got wings. We got wings. And she's like, Oh no, but, uh, your brother, Peter, he's getting some vegan wings. <laughs> and I'm like, that's not a game thing. Over. Game over. That's game not a thing. Over. It's like, not a don't thing. Don't do this to it's me. On Super thing. Bowl Sunday, nonetheless. Yeah. Just terrible. And I'm, I'm like, I'm stressed. I'm like, what the fuck? I, maybe I should pick something up, whatever. I go, fuck it. I'll just go there. So they'll probably have other stuff. And then my brother showed up with three big containers of these wings and they had a like a, a little piece of wood in the middle to symbolize the bone. And then around it, it's just like all this like fake meat shit. It's just covered in whatever. And it's fried. Right. And I'm like, all right, I'll try. I'll right. try. I get through about eight of them. Whoa. <laughs> and I look at my brother. I go, why are these so good? And he was like, dude, they're amazing. And I was like, I was turned on by these wings. <laughs> they were so good. And I couldn't believe it. And so- you know, try new things, I guess. Where do you get them? Where are they, where are they from? This place in Bridgeport, Connecticut. Um, that makes sense. Yeah. It's like a little hole in the wall. He had to drive up there early to go grab them. Guys, KFC, KFC has the new little, uh, chicken tent. Uh, the it's, it's fake. It's, they use all the, the, the flavors, the spices, the, whatever it is. And it tastes like a, a breast a piece of like uh, breast, breast meat. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it's unbelievable. I mean, I was into the vegan shit for a while. If you can't tell. And, um, <laughs> It most of it's disgusting, right? Like most of it's I gross. Agree. There's a few things I've eaten that have been good. Like I don't mind the Beyond Burger and the Impossible Burger and all that. Shit. I don't like those things. They're, so. they're okay. I mean, it, I'm not going to eat it. But. No, I wouldn't eat it unless it was like forced on me, which it was recently, right. and it's really depressing. Right. But like some of it's not that bad. But then like I bought this fake carpaccio oh, at Whole dude. Foods, oh. which I swear to fucking God might have been the most disgusting thing I've ever put in my mouth. Yeah. And I was raised by wolves. <laughs> I put some pretty terrible things in my mouth, so I can't even fucking. <laughs> I can't even go on that. Uh, but ladies and gentlemen, uh, Bo McDowell on the podcast today. Bo, where can everybody find you on social media? You find me on social media, Instagram at Bo McDowell Comedy, Twitter at Bo McDowell Comedy. Um, check out uh, dates. Everything's going to be on Instagram. And obviously check out my podcast, The Losers with a Dream, uh, available everywhere. Are you ever going to get your website running like a real legitimate I had, website? I had a legit website going. And then they wanted like 80 bucks for me to start it again. And I was like, eh, I'll put it off. For, <laughs> I'll put it off for a year. But you know what? That's a sign credit, it. Though. You got you got yourself uh, a JFL audition without a website, hey. and so there you are on that one. Greg, uh, will be back up soon. We got some fucking good shows coming up here, man. We got Don Jameson coming up next week. Florentine, Jameson, Berg. I mean, we got some cool stuff, and uh, hopefully, we'll be traveling into New Jersey very soon. Uh, New Jersey, yeah, so the Garden State. Well, you're originally from New Jersey. I know so. it's a it's a, it's true. I live it's there. True. Don't don't I miss know. on Jersey, I'm baby. Not, you know, I'm not, I'm not. Um, but we're gonna have a good time. Uh, we got some great great 
great show. Check us out at somewhatdamagedpodcast.com. Uh, some really cool stuff over there. Um, and come to the, if you're in New York, come to the stand tomorrow night. Yes, the stand tomorrow night, 22-22. Yeah. Very lucky day. But it unfortunately, is. I'm probably going to get fired on 223-22 <laughs> uh, for going to the stand. Or I'll just or, or I'll just do the fucking the DJ jazz. And I was joking, Bo. We'll get you on stand. a stand show. We will get you on a stand show. Sure. I was just busting his chops. I mean, are we doing more stand shows? Because I'm getting in a lot of trouble. For I this. mean, that's the plan. Guys, where can, you, where, can, where can everybody follow us on social media? Somewhat Damaged Pod on Instagram. Somewhatdamaged.com, which is really the best place to go to get everything. Show tickets, podcast episodes, pictures of Bo McDowell as a child, awesome. uh, <laughs> pictures of Bo McDowell in a bathrobe, pictures of Bo McDowell drunk at home Let's at do sophomore. You know what I want to do, actually? <laughs> when this podcast goes out, I want to do, uh, this is what you're going to do. Can you put out five to 20 of your favorite pictures of Bo McDowell and we'll do that in the story and then what we'll do is we'll put it part of like our our our, our stories like that you can kind of like go back to Five to twenty? What kind of fucking time do you think I have Dude, to go research five to twenty pictures of this Jesus guy? Christ. Guys, we'll see you next time on the podcast. Bye. <laughs>